Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Lombardi Line as we welcome you back here on a Saturday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Hope you're having a great weekend as we started up here. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, including Michael Lombardi, who's not only a father, a grandfather. See Josh nodding his head. One day he'll be a daddy. He'll be a good one. Uh, and happy birthday to Michael Lombardi. A couple of things, Michael. I, I mentioned that the mm-hmm. status of Paul, we'll do a little potpourri before the break here. Uh, status of Paul is been veiled in secrecy. Whether he's tested positive or not, we know that there is protocol going on where he has to have two consecutive negative tests. The best source we can use here, because would be Woj. Wojnowski, of course, ESPN, and he said he de- he expects him to miss game one. Now, he said that before we knew the outcome of, of, of the series between Utah and the Clippers, so meaning the earliest that series could have started was tomorrow, and Woj was presuming that he was going to miss at least game one. My assumption is Paul out tomorrow with the Suns there laying four and a half. Yeah, I mean, I got to believe that there's got to be a time period, right? So I, I think that their reality is is you've got to wait. Even though you may have certain tests, don't you have to have time in between the test? And yep. your 51-year date really goes back to the Boston Buffalo Braves and when they started the franchise in 1970. That's when they started the franchise. So that's 51 years 
they've been in the in the in the so-called NBA as the Buffalo Braves, the San Diego Clippers, and now the Los Angeles. And this is the first really Western Conference final that they've made it to. They lost to uh, they lost to the Boston Celtics in '74 and '76 before the Eastern Conference final, and they lost to the Bullets in '75. The Washington then called Bullets. So this is a long time overdue for a franchise that hasn't gotten there. And when you read their bio of their team. And you go through the history of how they moved from Buffalo to San Diego and how the name changed and all that. It's really fascinating. And the owners that have owned this franchise, the dysfunctional owners that have owned this franchise, is really interesting. And Steve Ballmer is really uh, obviously the, way different than most of these. John Y. Brown uh, used to own the Kentucky Colonels. He owned the team at one time. Irv Levine, who who was uh, you know he exchanged he exchanged the franchise. I mean, it's fascinating. And the best story of all is that, you know, your man Daniel Sterling didn't pay the bus company uh, when they picked the team up, and they, the bus company wouldn't move the team, and they missed a game. You've said a lot of egregious things on the show. Calling him my man is the most egregious. No, st- <laughs> I'm sorry. Step, I apologize. Step You're off. completely right. I take that back. I take that back. I, no, I am sorry. I always say your boy. People are like, how's he's he my no boy? no one's man. Uh, by the way, 0 for no one's yeah, man. Yeah, he certainly isn't. 0 for 8. That's a great job on the Clippers. They were 0 for 8 previously in 51 years in elimination games with a chance to advance to the conference finals, losing by an average of 14-9. So they last night were down big, down 25, came back and won a miraculous, and without Kawhi. Think about it this way. They lost the first two with Kawhi, came back and did this all without Kawhi, and Terrence Mann, a second rounder two years ago. That is, it's quite a story for a Clipper organization that's been snake-bitten. I mean, look at, what would the odds be? Let's talk about this for a second. Let's say Kawhi doesn't have a torn ACL. Let's say we don't know what he has. You talk about the veil of secrecy. I mean, oh, we're we not don't gonna, really yeah. know what he has. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know JVT said that, you know, if he just made this decision on his own, you, you people, no, he, he helicoptered back to San Diego and then notified the team he wasn't playing. I mean, that's a fact. Wow. He wasn't on the medical report on Tuesday. He wasn't on any medical report on Tuesday. He called it in. That's wild. So, like, uh, yeah, it's really a it's a bizarre story. But could, my point here is not to question that. My point here is, what would the odds be if Kawhi comes back? And as betters, maybe it would be worthwhile to take the Clippers and the number to win the whole thing, assuming Kawhi might come back. Josh, if you got a series price on that, text that over. Josh is over here uh, listening, as he always does. Uh, Yeah, it's fascinating. I had no clue. So JVT said what? That he flew home by himself and then told the team? No, no, I'm saying this is what I've learned. I think JVT was saying that, you know, if you think that he didn't have medical, the medical medical people didn't know anything about it. He didn't go in the locker room after that and said, okay. He flew back to San Diego and called it in. I, I, I'm assuming their medical people have gone down there. They go. They send people to San Diego to see him. They don't. He doesn't come up to see them. When he works out in the summertime, he has a basketball court at his house in San Diego. They send the, the guys live at the at, at, at one of the hotels. They get two guys to go over there every day to work them out. Lombardi line special day here on a Saturday. Happy birthday to Michael Lombardi as we welcome you in. Of course, talking what transpired last night. So you had two teams. 
down 3-2 yet favored in last night's game. One comes through, covers by one, that being the Philadelphia 76ers. Heard of them, Lombardi? And then the other, the Utah Jazz, they end up closing the favorite last night. The Clippers come back a historic second half where, by the way, they shot. I wrote this down for you. They were 30 of 42, the Clippers, in the second half last night. They were 71.4% from the field. In the second half, they scored 81 points. Led by Terrence Mann, Paul George, who continues to play well, nearly a triple-double. Reggie Jackson, my team gave him a max in Detroit. That wasn't the Reggie Jackson I'm used to. Continues to roll, had an answer for everything. You mentioned Patrick Beverly. I mean, it's very impressive when we're talking about the Kawhi situation. Will you see him? Will you not see him? I don't believe there's a series price because of the nebulous nature of both Paul and, as you mentioned, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, that is a fascinating story, though, that he just kind of does his own thing and lets the team know exactly where he stands it's wild it is I mean and you know now I'm sure they've sent doctors down there but I don't think he's been to Los Angeles since he flew home well it's very expensive I used to live there it's expensive I don't know if he can afford it well if you got a helicopter it's not expensive you just helicopter down I didn't have a helicopter when I lived there you get all that 405 traffic Patrick yeah I mean you, you should think about investing in a helicopter get past all that 405 traffic I had a helicopter it was called a Kia um, quickly, <laughs> quickly, good, good gas mileage. I mean, of all cars to, to sponsor the NBA, Kia, can you imagine that? I mean, really? Well, let's just be very Those clear. can't even fit in Kias. I think uh, AD and Musburgers would agree if Kia would like to sponsor the Lombardi line, we are wide open, Kia. Welcome. We and I'll dunk it, yeah. over it, too. Don't, don't you dare. Mm-hmm. Um, Erickson, I wanted to bring this up quickly. We'll transition to the Broncos. So I'm watching the Euros and Hungary and France is tied, which is bad for me. But, you know, we discussed this a week ago yesterday. Christian Erickson, who's 29, suffered a cardiac arrest during Denmark's yeah. uh, game against Finland. He died on the, on the pitch. He was resuscitated with a defibrillator. He is now out of the hospital, released six. If you want to talk about modern medicine and just the marvel of what doctors and these heroes do, and we talked about it all the time with the frontline workers here uh, as far as COVID, but they, they put a little, I don't even know what it is, in his heart to restart it if anything were ever to happen again. He is already out of the hospital, has visited, visited his teammates, and he died seven days ago. Wow. I mean, you think about, about that. A story. I mean, it's really remarkable. It's the greatest story in the history of sports. Like the the, the wall that was protectively formed by Finland and another country to protect him from being seen because they thought he had passed. Everybody is crying. He's down. You're watching it in horror. And then he's brought back to life on the pitch, and he's out of the hospital six days later like he had a cold. It's a. It's amazing. It's amazing. And do they know why? What happened? Did he have cardiac arrest? Do they know why? He did have a cardi. He had uh, suffered a cardiac arrest during the game, and I don't know if it was, you know, uh, hyperbolic as far as his internal makeup. I have no clue, but I just know that. And you knew it, not to get graphic, but if you were watching in real time, there was no contact, Michael, and just the way his eyes looked. And I won't get into the details. One thing I will say: I don't know the teammate's name, so I apologize. But his teammate saved his life, prevented him from choking on his tongue, and started up the. Um, resuscitation. Think about that. That's a superhero because when, when humans yeah, are is. met with that type of circumstance, you kind of run away from it because you think somebody else will handle this. I don't know what I'm doing here. But the captain of the uh, Danish team reacted immediately as the medical personnel was coming out and they saved his life. It really is just a wonderful story. 
It really is. It, and it certainly is one that we, we should talk more about. I mean, that the medical people at these games are remarkable, what they're able to handle. And the players, as you said, to be able to respond in crisis is something that uh, you, not very few people have that ability to do that. Okay, Michael. Good job, Josh. Suns, 188, clip, 166. One series price. That's probably offshore. Nod yes if that's offshore. Okay, he says yes, so that's a 65 implied probability the Suns win the series. There, you're, you're treading into dangerous territory if you're betting the series price, right? Because who knows what's going on with Paul? Who knows what's going on with Kawhi? I mean, who knows what's going on with any of these guys? I mean, have you ever seen, a, have you ever seen an NBA playoff with more uncertainty of injuries? I mean, when Embiid went down yesterday, when he collapsed, I thought it was over with for him. Did did you think that? I mean, you know, when he got hit in the face, I didn't, you know, when I was watching the replay this morning and he got, I thought, oh my God, he's, that could be the end of him. And he was on the ground again. I mean, you just really don't have any idea who's going to be able to stay healthy. And I think a lot of it, you know, LeBron was talking about, well, you know, I saw this coming because we played too soon. Well, the problem is we haven't played enough. You have to be battle tested to avoid injury. I think that's one of the things about the preseason. As we talk about the NFL, I think the NFL, the coaches have to do a good job of preparing their teams, whether they practice against other teams. The Patriots, for example, will practice against the Eagles. They'll practice against the Giants. That certainly helps. We've got a bunch of teams going to have these practices against one another, which is really good. But you've got to have be, become battle-tested. If you're not, you can't worry about injuries. You've got to be able to get through them or else your team's going to have a bad September. I don't know quite how the Rams do it. They're able to avoid it. They don't play anybody in the preseason. They must practice hard against one another, but they're able to practice without gaining, getting injury, but getting effective practice. I think it's really challenging. Imagine Christian Erickson watching him beat from Copenhagen. He's like, man, this guy's dramatic. <laughs> I died on the field. I died. So yeah. I, I, mean, I can joke now because he's alive. Players, when they go down, when those soccer players go down, you think it's, oh, my gosh. You know, and yeah, and, they act dramatic. You know, Embiid, I've never seen a great athlete on the ground as much as Embiid. The funny, I've never seen The him. funniest thing is, yes, I thought about you, and then I thought, well, he's eating a steak right now. He's not even watching it, so I can't text him. But the funniest thing is they showed Embiid, and they had, like, this helicopter shot and it was just so fitting that he was literally like sprawled out and it was after he made a bucket just laying there <laughs> it's yeah. like dude get up you're annoying speaking of annoying lebron you think lebron would be talking about you know the shutdown and the injuries if the lakers were still alive in the postseason hell no he'd be chasing his legacy you know how how about the worldwide leader putting out that Luca could be going to the Lakers? I mean, how is that even? Do you think that Mark Cuban made billions of dollars being an idiot? You think the the world is to let the Lakers get good? I mean, seriously, like where did that rumor come from? Well, he'd be the first if you think about it, signing that first deal. He'd be the first to eschew that money because it's obviously incumbent upon them to make. He's going to sign for two hundred million. Of course he is. I mean, I don't know who they're going to hire. Whether they hire Jason Kidd or whether they hire, I don't know who they're going to hire. But you know, you got to think. Now, you know, I saw Boston has a bunch of guys coming back. Not Rick Carlisle coming back for a second interview. They've got Chauncey Billups. I know he's one of them. They got the assistant who used to be at the Seventy Sixers, who's now with the Nets, coming in. I think it's Ida. I, and they also know, have Darvin. Ham. I was, Darvin Ham is the other, I believe. Darvin Ham from Milwaukee coming in. So, uh, but me, when I saw that rumor, I, I was like, are you, wait, wait, Lucas going to the, like, come on. 
Mark Cuban made billions. He's not going to give his good players to the Lakers. Like, I mean, I know we want the Lakers to win the title every year, but at some point, you got to have to do it without having just people giving you great players. Cuban's good with business. Keeping one of the best 21, 22-year-olds in the history of the game on your team, probably good business. That's a good business model. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, he's going to sign the extension. I mean, I think there's no doubt he's going to sign the extension, Patrick. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now... And I think that's what people misconstrue a little bit, too. Like Kawhi Leonard, he's a free agent at the end of the year. But he'll leave $50 million on the table if he signs with someone else. He can get the most money from the Clippers. We lose sight of that. Like, you're really a free agent, but you're not. That's right. Because the money is so great if you stay with the Clippers. They can give you the extra year. The incentive you know, is there. And you're able to... to yeah, that it's they want you to stay there. Why wouldn't you? At this point in your career, wouldn't you take the extra fifty million? Yeah, they've been incentivized to to not jump, but yet we still see them jump. The you know I was going through this a little bit as we transition a little bit here, Michael. I was going through um, if you look up Bridgewater and Locke from last year, and I know, and you have a son that's there with the Panthers, and Bridgewater is what you call a game manager, game manager, pardon me. But if yeah. you look at his yards per attempt, if you look at anything, they, they were markedly better than Drew Locke. Drew Locke, was, he struggled last year. Uh, but right. if you take a look, media reports are saying that Drew Locke has been dominant at practice this week for the Broncos. And he is right now tied as your betting favorite. You see it on the board. Lock in Bridgewater plus 160 to be under center in week one. I had the numbers written down, which I'll pull up for you. Lock was bad last year, and, and Bridgewater was basic last year. Although he did, his yards per attempt and completion wasn't bad. He was middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, look, Drew Locke has got to prove that he can play when it counts. Like, here's what I don't agree with. We, we cover these OTA days in mini camps as if they really are games. They're practice. Right. And if you want to make it rehearsal, then players can look good. If you're only rehearsing where you guaranteed success in practice, or if you're just judging it by the completions and not really understanding what he does. And remember, the hardest thing a quarterback has to be able to do is throw the football when someone's breathing down his neck that's going to hit him. When no one's breathing down your neck that's going to hit you, you can look really good. You can look really good because you don't have to worry about contact. You don't have to worry about someone punching in the mouth. You don't have to worry about, you know, this blitz is coming and they're angry about it. So I temper a little bit of what I hear at this time of the year right now. I don't really buy into it. I think when you look at the career of Drew Locke and you study what he's been able to accomplish there with, with some pretty good weapons. I mean, I think Denver's a team that has pretty good weapons. I, I really do. You know, and I think Drew Locke's got an 18-game sample size. He started 18 games in the National Football League. He's thrown 18 interceptions. He's got 23 touchdowns. He's never averaged over 6.7 yards per attempt. And when you go through his career game logs, they're very inconsistent. You know, he had the – we heard this last year. Remember when he had the really good season at the end of the year and all of a sudden, you know, he's really having a – oh, he's doing tremendous. He's really doing great. You know, the last five games of the year he played really well and they won and Denver had the quarterback of their future. Well, you know, I think that to me, what, what are we talking about here? You know, what are we talking about? I mean, he played well against Houston in 19. He played well against the Carolina Panthers in 20, you know, where he averaged 10.3 yards per catch, per, per pass attempt in a game that they won against Carolina. And then against Miami when they won, you know, he was great. He averaged nine yards. That was in 20. 
you know, last year, you know, those are all in 20 at the end of the year. You know, Carolina was a bad team in 20. So we'll see. I mean, you know, Carolina uh, had a chance that, that they weren't a bet. They were 5-11 and 11 in, in 20. So for me, I, I think it still remains to be seen. And can he get the ball down the field? I think he's a real big question mark. Is he as much as a question mark as Daniel Jones? Yeah, I would think so. You know, Daniel Jones has got a 29-game sample size. You know, and Drew Locke, at least in in his games, in his tw- in his tw- 18 games that he's played in, he's made 39 passes of over 25 yards, huge, big time. Daniel Jones in his in his 29 games, he's got 39. He's got the same number. Daniel Jones doesn't work the ball down the field either. I'm just trying to think of it from a better's perspective, and you always try to spider it out, and I'm thinking Fangio. Fangio, they add Fuller, they add Sertain, they draft the run, so the, the, the secondary should be better. Obviously, we know getting Von Miller, Chubb, Shelby Harris, the defense should be very good. Let me just put it that way. We know about the weapons with Sutton and Judy and Noah Fant and Tim Patrick and K.J. Hamler and Melvin Gordon. Like, this is, it really is, and you can help me with the offensive line a little bit here, um, but Again, if I'm thinking from the head coach perspective, who's like, I can win on defense here. Less mistakes equals Bridgewater. No, no, no doubt. I, I think so. I think that's where they are. And and Pat Shermer, he knows Bridgewater from his time with them. At, they were both at Good Minnesota point. before Bridgewater blew out his knee. So he kind of very, he's comfortable with them. They know him. George Payton, the general manager of the Denver Broncos, was with them in Minnesota, was part of drafting them. So they're very comfortable with the kid. But look, Elway loves. Elway wants to be proven right on Drew Locke. He wants to be proven right. And and if Drew Locke hits. And 18 games may not be enough of a sample size, but if he hits, but I still think at the end of the day they will be in the they will be in the Deshaun Watson market heavily. I think that's what they'll be in, and I think Deshaun Watson wants to play there, and I think they'll welcome Deshaun Watson with open arms because when you look at their team, they have a lot of pieces already fit into play. Look, you're not going to go against a team that has four legitimate corners. If Tristan is as good as we think he is. And we've, he's got to prove it. When you got Bryce Callahan as the fourth corner, when you got Darby, Fuller, and Sertan, and Bryce Callahan, who's a very good player, be special. you can cover. If Vaughn Miller, if Vaughn Miller comes back and plays to the level that he's capable of, you got a legitimate pass rusher to go along with Bradley Chubb. And then Alexander Johnson, this linebacker that they have from Tennessee, is a really good player. So they're good on defense. They're not bad on defense. Justin Simmons is as good a free safety as there is in football. They keep making him a franchise player. He's really a good player. Kareem Jackson was never a great corner, but he's a much better strong safety. They put him inside where his game is much is tailored to his athleticism and his speed. So they're very good. I like that. I'm not bullish on Denver at all. They're a quarterback away from really competing, and I think they could play the Chiefs because they can rush four, and they may be able to hold on in the back end. Man, just listen. Listening to you talk about that, those are some really good defensive pieces and some really fun offensive pieces. You look, you got eight and a half. It looks like it's headed to nine at Bet MGM. Remember, tough division as far as season win total for the Broncos. Uh, Michael, just want to tell and you about the unders juiced. I mean, well, the overs juiced, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's headed to nine. Yeah. So get on it now. I, I would still go over nine. I, I mean, I, I look. Look, they signed Bobby Massey, who played at Chicago last year. Now, he's not a great right tackle, but they had a huge hole there last year when Juwan James, who's now on the Baltimore Ravens team, bailed out. So this is a, the only question mark they have is the, is the quarterback. I mean, they've got running backs. 
I mean, they're good. This is a good football team, and they're going to have home field advantage again. Bet MGM Sports Nevada. It's the premier sports betting app. Make sure you check it out. Of course, go to betmgm.com and download the app. Very interactive. You're going to love it. Whatever your style, whatever you like. Head over to any Bet MGM casino on the Strip. Bring your state-issued ID. You're ready to bet within minutes. Got to be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Let's have a little fun with some running back rushing props coming back here on the Lombardi line on a Saturday. His birthday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. It 
If you're a horse racing fan like myself, First Bet is the place for you. If you're wagering on the races, you get 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks. It's the easiest way to bet on your favorite sports, secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website. All brought to you by Express Bet. You can sign up now. Use the promo code VEGAS100. And again, you got up to a $100 deposit match. Just use the code VEGAS100. Go to vsin.com slash horses. Okay, I've got rushing totals here from DraftKings. And... Far be it from me. We love DraftKings and thrilled to be a part of them. Uh, but you know what DraftKings should do? They should have a Michael Lombardi boosted odds special on any 76ers game. Do you know how many people would go, oh, like, God. if you just have the boosted odds, you know what I mean, Josh? The boosted odds specials. Like, I, you could just, you could make, you could get so creative. Look at the thumbs up from Josh. You could get so creative with some boosted odds specials. You over guys that are Draft falling Kings. into that trap. They're going to lure you into that trap. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. I'm not. You know, the great home team. You know, the great home team, the best home team in the NBA. Look at them. The, the other best home team in the NBA just got eliminated, didn't they? Look at it. So, you, so you, you don't like, you love plus seven on the Hawks tomorrow. Oh, I like stealing. St. I liked Jude's. plus three last night. I like plus three last night. I think it was the right play. I mean, you know, I didn't realize that they weren't going to inbound the ball. I mean, at the end of the day, I, they turned the ball over. I mean, they they made a hell of massive. Maxi made a hell of a play on when they stripped the ball out of uh, uh, Trey Young's hands late yeah. in the game. There, that was yep. a hell of a play. Got that turnover down there. They settled for the two instead of they really defended the three point line at the end of the game. It could be. So, yeah, look, it, I, I like the seven. I, I, it's not. You know, it's funny. I don't have it. I don't have it up on my board yet. We got it up. Uh, yeah, you know what? Oh, because you're looking at our software with Josh, our secret software. Nobody else can have the password. Uh, but we've got, yeah, we've got a number posted here, seven. Uh, uh, and, and I'm disappointed. I gave you, I gave out the five on the uh, on the Islanders. Uh, uh, excuse me, on the Canadians and and, and the, and the Knights last night, and we pushed on that. that if, did it ever get to five and a half? It never did, did it's it? It's too soon to talk about it, Cheryl. Uh, my neighbor, of course, a VGK Sorry. lost Sorry. in overtime. That was a rough one. That was a, hey, they were also laying a dollar sixty in that one. You, you never. This is why you got to sometimes go the other way. Uh, let's have a little fun with this before we get to Thomas Gable. Then, of course, Josh Applebaum will be by with some picks. Uh, DraftKings rush totals for 2021. All I'm going to do is give you the player, give you the number. I'll give you a comparison, and you just tell me over under. Okay. Now, Nick Chubb, okay. last year, 12 games, uh, rushed for 1,057 yards. In 2019, remember, he almost rushed for 1,500 yards in six games. Nick Chubb over at DraftKings, his rushing prop is set at 1,300 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over that number. I mean, he got 17 games. So that's he's yep. going to average less than 100 yards per game. I'll go over that number. Okay, Jonathan Taylor, of course, the Colts. 15 games he played in, started in 12 or 13, I believe it was, 11.65 last year. They've got it at DraftKings at 12.50 and a half for Jonathan Taylor. I, I lean a little under here because they're going to be multiple. They're not going to just be one back. I think Marlon Mack's back. You know, they're going to rotate their backs through there. So as much as I love Taylor, I would lean under there only because I do think they're going to run the ball enough. But I worry about the rotation, and they have a lot of backs that they like on the team. Fair enough. Remember, you can find these numbers and these odds over at DraftKings. How about Zeke Elliott? The interesting year last year for him. Played in 15 games, only had 979 on the ground. They've set Zeke Elliott's number at 1100, 11 and a half, 1100 and a half. 
it, look, here's the reality: it, if they don't, if he doesn't go over 1100, there'll be there'll be coaching changes in Dallas after the season, and the <laughs> Cowboys will win six games. I mean, that's just the they, they, he, you know, if, if I he's agree. not averaging. 17 games, you're telling me he can't get over 1,100? I, I love over 11. I mean, it's because he's hurt. I mean, look, when you're talking about Indianapolis, you've got Hines, you've got Mack. You know, you've got other backs that they give the ball to that they put in in different situations. I think Taylor, you know, I think Taylor's a really good player, and it would be easy to say go over, but Mack is so dynamic, and they're going to use him on third down, and Himes is another good back, so they, they're going to rotate three. It's not because I don't think he can get there. Behind that offensive line, just because I think there's three down in Wash, down in Dallas. I mean, they're going to use Tony Pollard as a wide receiver. They're going to put him in the slot. Zeke's got to earn his living. I mean, can you imagine Zeke only getting 11? That's a complete disappointment in a 17-game season. Go over on Zeke. I got one more. Good job, JJ, putting him in because I know you like this back. Miles Sanders, 12 games last year, 867 rush yards. His total is set at a thousand. You know, the Philly mentality is not to run the ball. This is what you got to worry about with Philly. Are they going to run the football? Under. You know, are they going to allow him to now at 1,700? You know, at 17 games, what's that, 80, 80 yards a game, 75? That may be the case. Sounds like an under to me. I, that was a tepid response to Sanders. We come back with, with Josh and, of course, Thomas Gable here on the Lombardi Line. If you missed any part of this show or any other show, follow the money and numbers game. Lombardi line beating the book, market insights, PJ tour, betting previews, Ron Flatter's racing pod. It's all there. It's all free. VEASAN.com slash podcast and listen to all of the VEASAN shows for free. Again, it's VEASAN.com slash podcast. Well, there's a terrible rumor that the sports book directors aren't benevolent human beings. Uh, that was put to rest last night, and there's a specific rumor about Thomas Gable, uh, long pockets and no short rumors. long no, pockets no, and short arms. Anything up. No, you don't. Long no, pockets. Don't you short, start anything up. Short arms. But yesterday he reached into those long pockets. Thomas Gable joins us now. He runs the race and sports book over at the Borgata, and he picked up the dinner for Michael Lombardi and Bill Berman. And with those two, that can be a heavy check. Hi, Thomas Gable. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Happy birthday, Michael. Yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice dinner uh, you, over at uh, yeah, over at American Cut there. Um, my man, uh, Chef Romeo, over there is a South Philly guy. He uh, also a Borgata alumni. He uh, did uh, did very well with us last night and uh, made some great dishes for us. Well, that was quite nice of you. And of Eagle course, fan too, by the way. Eagles fan. Eagle fan. Oh, so he doesn't need the points. Doesn't like the. Doesn't need the points, right, Thomas? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he was uh, robbing in the uh, the Super Bowl victory there with uh, Michael oh, yeah. last night. So, uh, of course, I mean, it's an Eagles fan. You have to do that. So, did you you wanted the Hawks to get a bucket late there, or were you where were you at the book with the 76ers covering by a point? Yeah, we needed the uh, the Hawks certainly to cover, and as we do basically every. Uh, Sixers game. Uh, we're certainly going to need them again tomorrow night. Uh, sure, the uh, the Sixers faith will be out here uh, right now. 
Sixers laying seven here, total 216 and a half in that game. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure come tomorrow night we'll need the Hawks again. Okay. So, a couple things. One, Josh mentioned to us as we get it started here with Thomas Gable that they're, the pros and Joes are on the Nets. Is that the same? They're at the Borgata? Is everybody betting the Nets? Yeah, it's uh, about a five to one account here um, on the Nets. And so, taking the money. What you've seen here, a number opened. Uh, after game six, the Bucks were the point-and-a-half favorite. It's now switched to the Nets laying a point-and-a-half. Uh, total 216. The total's uh, going back and forth between 216 and 215, but certainly a big adjustment overall compared to the other games in the series uh, in the in the totals where, you, you know, beginning game one is 239, 240, and uh, now we're down to 216 here in game seven. Hmm. One and a half. What do you right think, now? Thomas? Would you would you, would you lean towards the over here because it's gotten so low? Uh, I really wouldn't uh, have a lean on the total on the total tonight. Um, this isn't uh, this is one that I would stay away from playing. Hmm. You, you know, you know, Patrick. We were talking last night, and Thomas was telling me how much action he takes for the U.S. Open. How how people down in near the Borgata come in to play this open, Thomas? Take take it from there. I mean, there's a ton of you're getting a ton of traffic on this on this tournament. Yeah, second most heavily bet tournament of the year, certainly behind the Masters. Um, no comparison between uh, anything else. I mean, the open is just very very popular. Um, and what you're seeing here, the important thing when you're handicapping golf, one of the things to look at is course performance for a player, how they've uh, performed on a particular course. And Torrey Pines here, which is the uh, site of the U.S. Open this year, this is a regular tour stop. So unlike where the PGA Championship was this year, Kiowa, where not many players in the field had experience, uh, much of the field has experience here at Torrey Pines. It's a regular tour stop. The difference being this is obviously not a PGA Tour course setup. This is being set up by the USGA, the United States Golf Association, who runs the U.S. Open. And, of course, they are infamous for making the courses much more penal in nature, the high rough, thick rough, um, and it just plays so much more difficult than what Torrey Pines typically would during the, the PGA Tour stop that is there every year. So you're seeing the, the scores certainly come down. You have two guys there at the top at five under right now, Bland and Henley, and they are not the betting favorites. We have the updated odds here. Bland, 33 to one, even though he's you know tied for the lead. Henley is 11 to one, tied for the lead. You have to go further down the leaderboard, uh, where you see John Rahm is actually the shortest favorite right now, two off the lead, but four to one. Um, and then you see somebody like Bubba there, also just two off the lead, 22 to one. Um, interesting with Bubba Watson. This guy is somebody who. Uh, typically does not play in the U.S. Open very well at all. Uh, he has all the shots, uh, can move the ball in any direction. It's more of a mental thing for Bubba, but he seems to be very comfortable here at Torrey Pines. Uh, he's won here before. Uh, he's he's won the, uh, the, the PGA Tour stop there. So this is a course that kind of sits his eye, and that 
means a lot when you're looking at Bubba Watson because a lot of his game comes down to how he feels mentally. Um, and so he's maybe somebody you might want to take a look at 22 to one currently going into round three today. Yeah. Great job. Also. Yeah. The farmers every year at Torrey Pines. Good job by you, Thomas Gable. Okay. Quickly on the two tomorrow, because I want to get your thoughts. How do you set a number there in Phoenix? I would assume Chris Paul doesn't play. Assume Kawhi Leonard doesn't play. You got yep. four and a half. Yeah. Sun's laying four and a half. You're right. Uh, very much, uh, unlikely you'll see uh, Chris Paul, um, but this is a series I think you're going to see, I think, more uh, the public here backing the Suns, at least here. Um, we, we've taken some decent Clippers money throughout their series, uh, which they just uh, won. But um, the Suns have been a very, very popular play here. So I think, uh, at least here in Atlantic City, we're going to be seeing some more Suns money than we will Clippers throughout that series, especially with Kawhi out. And finally, Michael guessed six on the 76ers. Did you open seven tomorrow for game seven? Seven, yes. Mm. Yes. Michael, a little bit, uh, well, it's, it's, I, I know why Michael went with six. Yeah. He doesn't have as much faith <laughs> in, the, in the I know this is shock you. He's all in on the Hawks. I, yes, and he did very well there last night. He did not. I, I think at halftime was the first time I heard any update on the score from him. Really? Um, on the Sixers, yes. We are getting requests yeah, to know how this. We are getting requests to know Michael how the steak was yesterday. How was it? Very good. Romeo was incredible. The chef there. It's called American Cut. It's in the Oceans Resort. I recommend it to everybody. It was outstanding. And Thomas, we appreciate you. I really do. It was awesome. It was a great night. Thomas, you're the best. Race and sports book over at the Borgata, the best place on the East Coast. It's not even close. Thank you, buddy. Have a great Saturday. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Picks coming up with Josh Applebaum and Michael Lombardi next as we continue to celebrate the birthday boy here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today, win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of the bet's outcome, you're going to win 100 bucks. You see it right there. Bet 100 excuse me, bet a dollar to win 100 Any NBA playoff team hit a three. Use the bonus code VEASAN100. Visit BetMGM.com or just download the BetMGM app. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, Washington, D.C., 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text Redline 800-889-9789. In Tennessee, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. As we welcome you back... Again, here on the Lombardi line. Hi, hope you're having a nice Saturday. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi. Josh Applebaum, of course, Market Insights. Josh underscore insights on Twitter. Uh, quickly, boys, the Suns just jumped to five here. Josh, are you seeing that as well at other books? Yeah, I'm with you there, there Patrick. Remember, the Suns here were waiting on the news of, of Chris Paul. Maybe this is a sign that Chris Paul is getting closer. Remember, the thing that I think you're thinking about, Paul, is this big layoff has really benefit them. And, you know, uh, Michael, one, one question I have is this rest versus rust type situation. You know, the Suns have really rolled through this postseason uh, playing great. They're now, what, I think 8-2 and two so far in the playoffs this year. But now you have this time off, which I think the big benefit is Chris Paul, allowing him more time to... Uh, you know, recuperate and hopefully clear these COVID tests. But you are right, Patrick. The Suns taking in some money early. You have the Clippers, you know, through some grueling series here. But the Suns leaning in their favor. Do we get an inflated line opportunity where you can buy back on the Clippers? But you are right, Patrick. Let's see how this thing develops. But early movement toward the Suns in this one. Uh, to me, Patrick, I, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, this clearly is a sign that 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 he's going to play, don't you think? I mean, why is this line moving to the Suns? You know, the Clippers have home court. Don't they have the home court? Isn't a game in Los Angeles, right? No, the game's so in the Phoenix. the team is favorite. Okay. I don't. Okay. And, I also, gotta, I gotta, and also, I Michael. Mixed up no, on that's my okay. But I also. mixed up on my board. I also believe. I think this number could creep to five without Paul just because of what the Clippers went through last night. Josh just mentioned it. With, you, think it you think tired? You think oh, fatigue yeah, is absolutely. going to be the... And emotion yeah. and travel and you just throw it all. It's a confluence that would point to... Like, I think... I think hmm, 
the best, the standard is Woj, and Woj said before we even knew the outcome of last night, he believes Paul is going to miss at least a game, and this is as early right. as we it, can play tomorrow. So, yeah, I, I don't think he plays I'm surprised tomorrow. They're playing. I, well, well, I'm surprised they're playing so quick. I thought, you know, they would drag this out a little bit. We got a game tomorrow with the 76ers. And then what do we have on Monday? You know, that we don't, that we don't going to have a Monday day off. We're not going to have basketball on Monday. So you could get, you know, you could do this on. I mean, why can't we just have the single games a night? Here's what we do know. We're going to be here live on the Lombardi line on VEASAN tomorrow, and we're going to have more news for you and updates with Chris Paul, Josh. 221 and a half. I, I'm, not, I'm not terribly surprised we've jumped to five here just because, as you astutely pointed out coming in here, you know, there's just so much that goes into that Clipper win last night. They scored 81 points in the second half. They went all out, and then such a quick turnaround, and the Suns have been chilling. Yeah, Patrick, I think this is really important here. So a couple of things going on. Number one, is this an indication this line moving to the Suns that Chris Paul will play? That's kind of my first thought here. But even if he doesn't, if you could look back and see what the Clippers kind of throughout this postseason, remember, they had that grueling series against the Mavericks that went seven games. They turned around and had to play that Jazz team that finished off, uh, who was it? Um, you know, the, the I think the Grizzlies early on, they were rested and ready to go. Remember, that was a big blowout win when the Jazz went up 2-0. That first game, they really rolled. So maybe it's a situational type play. And again, I was linking it, link it to, you know, the public isn't going to bet this game yet. They're probably going to wait till tomorrow to get down on this. Early bets to me, guys, are always important because they come from mostly respected bettors who, again, set their own numbers. And maybe they say, you know, with or without Chris Paul, this, you know, quick turnaround type situation, a rested Suns team. Maybe they have this game at, hey, it's, this line should be, you know, six or it should be five and a half. So if they're getting the four, four and a half, they might have hit it early. To me, that's what I always think about when I see early movement. Yeah. The, and, you know, it's interesting. Good point about the Memphis series. So if you think about it, Michael, the Clippers, they won six straight. Wait, so the Clippers, so they beat, no, excuse me, the Suns. I'm just thinking now, was it the Suns that, no, the Clippers fell down 0-2, won four straight, fell down 0-2, and then won four straight. But when they fell down 0-2 in this last series to the Jazz, the first two losses were with I Again, I can't make it up what's been happening with this team. They go for the first time in 51 years, the Western Conference Final. It's been done so backwards. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, for me, when we talk about this, uh, you know, well, they've played all these games. I actually think playing all these games is good. I think it builds your resistance. It makes you mentally tough. I think it's really it's really good. I think it, it kind of creates a situation where you have to dig down deep and you can really find your way. And I think that it builds a layer of toughness on you that that I think it really helps you. So uh, I I just really think it's it's it doesn't hurt as much as you as many people think it does. And the irony of this Clipper team making it to the Western Conference Finals, they're about to take on Chris Paul. Chris Paul was a part of the big three with Blake and DeAndre Jordan that were supposed to make it to the Western Conference Finals uh, for the Clippers, and they didn't. Here comes Paul George, Terrence Mann, and Patrick Beverly to take on. You know, Paul must be just absolutely chomping at the bit to get out there to play the Clippers, too. Anywho, we do, uh, we will continue to monitor. Again, it's been quite nebulous, the information around Chris Paul. My assumption is he isn't going to play, but we don't know that for sure. We'll have more information tomorrow. Now, Nets, tonight, Game 7. Has anything changed, Josh, since last we spoke? Not too much uh, here, guys. You know, and again, one thing I will just throw in with that Philly line, minus seven. Interesting nugget here, Michael, to your point, if you want to, like, uh, bet the point the points with the Hawks. 
favorites have been really good this uh, this season in this postseason here. Favorites are cashing out at 60 uh, plus percent ATS clip. But here's a, if you draw a line in the sand at seven, this kind of been a key number here in a way. Not like key numbers in the NFL, but you see a big distinction when you are a favorite of seven points or more in the playoffs. You're seven and eight ATS. You're only cashing 47 percent of the time. You're losing better. Seven and eight ATS if you're laying seven or more. Here's the thing: if you're six and a half or less as a favorite. You're 36 and 20, covering 64% of the time. So we do see a line in the sand here where these larger favorites have really been a coin flip or slightly down, uh, whereas if you're a lower number and these short favorites have done much better. So I want to see with that plus seven, Michael, if you see some Hawks money come in, see that thing fall down to six and a half. Uh, and then, Patrick, just updating this line, I think we're still seeing kind of the same thing. You know, we have a lot of time until tip-off tonight. We're going to have to see how this late money comes in. But really, again, I think TG mentioned this. This is really important. You know, I saw this game open at a pick'em, but some shops even did open. You know, bucks minus one, bucks minus one and a half. You've seen that dog to favorite line move. You've seen heavy betting from both the public saying, uh, pretty simply, I don't have to crunch any numbers here. I get Durant at home, especially off that historic game five performance. But I think that respective money is also leaning there with that line move. So again, one and a half. Do we see it get back up to two? Does it fall down to one? That's really the key indicator here. But again, both pros and Joes seem to be in agreement. Remember, pros don't care what what the public's doing. They've moved this line toward the Nets tonight. Okay, Michael, let me get a pick from you. The Nets are laying a point and a half, and the total very low at 216. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brooklyn. I'm gonna take Durant over Giannis and Middleton. I'm gonna take that Harden will play just a little bit better than he did the last game. I'm gonna go Brooklyn, and I, I'm gonna lean towards the under. I don't think that Brooklyn has the ability to keep, you know, to keep the game at a high pace. I think 216 is probably. I would just lean slightly under that number. I think that's right. So I'm gonna go Brooklyn and take the under. Yeah, correlation. Brooklyn, if they're gonna win this game, they want to keep it in the half court. The Bucks killed them. Uh, on the break, Josh Applebaum, uh, you're, I know you like the Nets. Uh, we'll give you a chance to elucidate there. And then also you have a couple of Durant props you want to throw out. Yeah, so first off, just you know, play on the game. Uh, I'm with Michael here. I like the Nets in this spot. Again, you don't have to outthink it too much. Of course, you know Durant at home in a decisive Game 7 reminds me a lot about uh, a lot with that Game 5 line where, again, you saw the Nets as a dog. Harden got upgraded to probable. We saw a line move to the Nets plus 4.5. To plus one, but really that wasn't Harden to win the game. Was Durant going off for you? So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go money line here, guys. Instead of laying the one and a half, I would hate to see the Nets win by one. I lose my one and a half. So I like to do this with a favorite that you like if they're under like uh, minus three, minus two and a half or less. I'll pay a little more juice, security of just having to win the game. I'm gonna lay the minus one twenty-five. And again, all these system matches that have done very well with chalk this playoffs. Uh, favorites, short favorites, five or less favorites, buy low off a blowout. Favorites with a line move, all 60% ATS or more. And again, I'm going to go under or nothing, guys. I don't like that it ticked up a little bit. Some books were like 215, 215 up to 216. But again, game seven, it says game seven under trend or nothing for me. I don't want to go directly against that great game seven under trend. Got a prop? Uh, a lot of props here. So, Michael, I'll throw this at you, but we have a ton of stuff for Kevin Durant. Remember, he went off in that game five. He had 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. Here are his props for tonight. Over-under points, 35.5, juiced up to the over, minus 120. Telling you might have another high-scoring game here. Over-under 11.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, 1.5 steals, 2.5 threes. Uh, Also, minus 300, big favorite to record a double-double. Here's one that you might be intrigued by, triple-double. If he can get a triple-double for you, plus 950. $100 bet gets you 950 there. Also, will he score 40 or more, plus 160. So remember, game five, Durant cashed all these props. You worry a little bit that, hey, maybe these are shaded up just because so much action is going to be on Durant. Uh, but, Michael, what do you think? Can he get you 36 or more tonight? Do you like that over? 
I, I do. I like the over 36, and I like the triple-double. I, I think well, the reason he got the triple you know, with Harden not on the court, he gets more assists. But, I, you know, he's already guaranteed a double-double. You know, that's what he's averaged for the series. But I do think he's going to get a lot of double. They're going to come after him, and he's going to dish the ball. So I like him on a triple-double. All right, we've got a minute. Most importantly, how are you celebrating your birthday today? Well, you know, it's uh, it, with good friends, Patrick. I got my man Bill and Anissa coming over the house. We're going to have dinner. My sister and her husband will come over. So it'll be just a nice, quiet evening dinner. Millie's got it all organized. And so it'll be great, you know, just to enjoy your time with your friends and be appreciative to what you have because I am truly blessed with four grandchildren and a fifth one on the way, by the way, first girl in the Lombardi family. Uh, I can announce that to everybody. So uh, I'm really excited and blessed. And thank your blessings and appreciate everything you have. Well said. And congratulations on the pending birth. Thank you. She's I'm excited. First girl. That, yeah, she's she going to be spoiled. She's already spoiled. She's going to be spoiled. She's already spoiled. She ain't yeah. even out yet. That That is a, that's <laughs> that's a sign right. of things exactly. to come. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Applebaum, yes. enjoy the games. Enjoy the UFC as well tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Appreciate it, guys. Okay, Good happy luck. birthday to Michael Lombardi. We'll see you tomorrow Thanks, here guys. on the Lombardi Thanks. line. The pregame show is coming up next. James Salinas and Brady Cannon. Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.